0: One's an important piece of the puzzle and has a role to play. When you're on God's team, no one sits on the bench. On God's team, there is no bench. Hello and welcome. Happy Monday and happy Passover week. Man, what an exciting week. If you didn't know we were in Passover, we are. It started on March the 27th and goes through April the 4th. If you are like, what in the heck is Passover? Well, a couple of things. It actually represents freedom. The shofar is blown um, on Passover, as well as it's a remembrance of what happened when the Israelites were leaving Egypt in that last plague where the death angel passed over their home. And so um, you all know me. I have actually ribbon over my door, red ribbon, just remembering what God did and how amazing he is and what he is going to do in our country I am so excited. As you probably remember from last week, I talked about that God said that um, in my quiet time, that right now is a mirroring of what happened to the Israelites when they left Egypt, they hit the Red Sea, they were entering the promised land. And tonight, we're actually going to go more into that. So here are four statements. Last week, it was three. Here are four statements we're going to talk about tonight. The first one is, this is the best time to be alive. You were born today, you weren't born 100 years ago, you're not born 100 years from now, you were born during this time and you are an important piece of the puzzle and truly this is the best time to be alive. The second one is that Trump will be back in the White House, not four, four years from now, very soon. So I am really looking forward to that. I know a lot of you are as well. The next one was Billion Soul Harvest. There's going to be a billion souls that are coming um, to Jesus Christ and know Him as their personal Lord and Savior. That was a prophetic word given many years ago by Bob Jones. And uh, we are holding on to that and believing for revival for our country. And the fourth thing here's the new one. Are you ready? money, 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 money. We're going to talk about money. So what's going to happen with that and the transference of wealth. So again, the best time to be alive. So let's talk about what are the prophets saying right now? I have talked about in my first episode, episode kind of who I follow prophetically. And I'm going to talk about this week, Hank Kuhneman and Robin Bullock, those are gonna be the two, and Kat Kerr. So I always kind of throw a little cat in there. I watch a lot of cat. She's absolutely amazing. But uh, Hank Kuhneman, listen to this. He said on 321-21. 3-21-21 well, you'll notice uh, in the Bible that God loves numbers. He uses numbers so often. Numbers are very significant to him. Well, check out this. If you were to look at the number 32121, it is 333. So basically, he is saying this three times. This is very significant. He said, two significant events will happen in one day. So to look for that, two very significant events are gonna happen in one day. One is going to happen in the a.m., One is going to happen in the PM and it will be a deliverance for the nations of the earth. This was not just for the United States. This is for the nations of the earth and a deliverance. When I heard of that, it made me think of Prince of Egypt, deliverance, that song, you know, I'm like, man, I'm so excited. Again, it goes back to the Israelites leaving Egypt. Gosh, this is absolutely amazing how God ties this in. And then Robin Bullock on the 23rd of March. Um, He actually prophesied during a um, service that he was holding called the 11th Hour. And Colton's going to play a clip for me. Colton, can you play that? I want to show you guys what the prophecy was and then how that has come to fruition. About to have its feet knocked out from under it, says the Lord. Well, there is going to be a miracle in a ship. There'll be a miracle in a ship coming up. You'll see something about a ship, and it'll be something unusual. And it's a sign that I'm riding the ship again. Right now, one of the world's busiest waterways is at a standstill. A large container ship stuck in the Suez Canal, blocking vessels from both directions. Uh, I tell you, this is the closest thing you could have to a pileup of ships, uh, particularly in the Suez Canal, which is one of the busiest, as you suggested, uh, in the world here. A traffic jam on one of the most important waterways in the world. The Suez Canal was blocked on Tuesday when a very large container carrier got stuck, preventing other vessels from moving in either direction along the crucial east-west trading route that weighs around 12% of world trade. They're able to get, you know, diggers out to just dig out the sand and hopefully that'll allow a little bit of room to pull the bows around and then then we can free this ship and and, uh, hopefully it'll be able to proceed on its way along with everything else. Okay, so you see that and it's like, oh my gosh, Robin Bullock actually prophesied that eight hours before it actually showed up on the news. It was the same day, but eight hours prior to it showing up on the news. There was a couple of cool things in there. I don't know exactly what it means, but if you look at the word evergreen that was on the side of the ship, um, that is actually like a code name or a like a military kind of thing for uh, Hillary Clinton. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder what God is trying to say there. Um, and that it was taken out today. They were able to get it off either yesterday or today, um, But Robin, I listened to him uh, today, and he was talking about that God was saying he was going to, a miracle was going to happen with his ship, and so things were going to turn around. Well, here's another interesting thing. Um, Colton, if you can put up that next picture of the, uh, yes, Deuteronomy, thank you. It is time to avenge, I will repay. In due time, their foot will slip, their day of disaster is near, and their doom rushes upon them. Okay, this is really interesting. My sister, um, Tammy Wagner, um, a few months ago was, uh, you know, listening to prophets speak, and she's like, "Man, this is so good." But she said to God. God, I want to hear from you. Speak to me too. I want to hear from you. And since that time, she is woke up several times during the night with words as well as scripture. And God gave her that scripture right around the time that Biden fell three times on the stairs. So if you look at that, it says, it is mine to avenge. I will repay in due time. Their foot will slip. And this was right around the time of the ship that actually happened. And then, Colton, can you put up the picture of the the Suez Canal? Okay, look at this. Remember, we are talking about Red Sea moment. You know, this is all about Red Sea moment. Well, isn't this interesting? The ship got caught in the Suez Canal outside of the Red Sea. And if you read over there, this was actually sent to me by um, Wano Savin, but it says, The depths are co- have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Exodus 15, 3 through 5. When did it happen? Um, that the Israelites crossed was actually on April the 4th, which is Resurrection Day, the Great Awakening. I mean, this is such an exciting time to be alive. And if you listen to the prophets, a lot of them are saying, it is soon, it is coming, it is right around the corner. You know, we none of us know the exact date, but again, what an exciting time. This is biblical, this is a biblical proportion. So absolutely amazing. So the next thing I wanted to cover was the money, 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 money. money. If you guys remember that song. Um, let's talk about what God is saying right now in the earth. So we're hearing from a lot of the prophets about a transference of wealth. So, um, you know, what's kind of happened over the years is there's been a few, you know, in the Illuminati, um, in the Cabal that really have kind of like, Hoarded a lot of the money, and they've set things in place so that we just keep getting more in debt and kind of keep going in the cycle while this small percentage actually has the majority of the money. It's kind of like maybe a river that got dammed up and they are keeping that, and then the rest of it is dry, and we're all, you know, so thirsty, you know, we're all dying of thirst because it's been dammed up. Well, I believe what's getting ready to happen and what a lot of the the prophets are talking about is transference of wealth. So that is going to, that water is no longer going to be damned. It's going to be let loose for us to also have that water as well, have that wealth that's going to be uh, coming. It's actually going to be coming from heaven, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, something I've been looking at, and I actually heard um, on Elijah list the other day, Elijah dreams, they were just talking about that God brings justice to his children By bringing them success. I thought that was really interesting. And they referred to Psalms 23 5, which is You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. You know, and so this table in the presence of my enemies, if you look at that, it's like, okay, so God is going to honor us, going to give us justice by giving us an overflow, an abundance, because God doesn't come from lack. He comes from an abundance, and we are His children. Just like as a parent, what do you want to do? You want to take care of your children. You want to give to them, especially when they're thankful, especially when they um, are stewarding it well. And I think that's something that it's important that we talk about as well. Also, um, if you were to read through Isaiah 60, 1 through 22, this is a prophetic promise of restoration. And I think that's an important thing to read as well. So being very aware of what God wants to do. It was also prophetic um, about Jesus coming and what Jesus was going to do. But this also is prophetic about restoration for his people. And we are his people. Okay, another thing that I keep hearing a lot about, remember, God loves numbers, is this 50 years of Jubilee. And uh, Jubilee, it also starts with the shofar, which is interesting because I love my shofar. So the blowing of the shofar starts Jubilee. But what Jubilee actually is, um, it's 49 years of working and then one year of rest and restoration. But in that one year, it's a forgiveness of debt, slaves are freed, um, and then land is actually given back to the rightful owner. Okay, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, if you were to study this on August the the of 1971, that was 50 years ago. Um, Colton, can you put that up? Yep, thank you. Um, the there was a sever. There this a link was severed between the dollar and gold. So the link was severed between dollar and gold, which meant that no longer was gold backing our dollar. And so we keep hearing that there's going to be something happening with money, that it's not going to be the same as it was once was. Currency is going to be different. And something has to happen. If you look at our country, I heard that Biden's going to do another stimulus package. I mean, how much of this can you do? How much money are they just going to keep printing without anything to back it up? Something has to happen. And uh, I get. I think this 50-year jubilee is very significant. That was talked about by Jeff Jansen, So that that's kind of a, a cool thing. And then the next thing I want to talk about is mirroring of the Israelites leaving Egypt. Okay, so in my quiet time uh, about a week and a half ago, um, and I talked about this last week, God was really talking to me about uh, what is happening uh, right now currently is basically mirroring what happened to the Israelites when they left Egypt. And last week we talked about that the Israelites were actually slaves— for 400 years. And the pilgrims came to the United States on November the 11th of 1620, about 400 years ago. So we got the mirroring of time there. Um, But also we're seeing a lot of things, you know, whether it's plagues or we're seeing earthquakes, we're seeing volcanoes, we're seeing all of these things that are currently happening, that was just like what was happening before they let the Israelites leave Egypt. Okay, so what else are we looking at? Well, when the Israelites left Egypt, guess what they left with? They left with money, 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 money. They left with silver and gold. I mean, absolutely amazing. And what else did they have? They had a promise of land. The promised land was in front of them. The promised land that God had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That land that he had promised them was for the Israelites when they left Egypt. Well, if you go back to the 50 years of Jubilee, what was given at that time? The land was returned to those people. And so I believe that there's going to be a great... Uh, during this great awakening, that this transference of wealth is going to happen, this 50-year jubilee, maybe even a forgiveness of debt. Who knows? I don't know. God knows. But I think there's exciting things that are going to happen. And again, mirroring uh, what happened to the Israelites when they left Egypt. They had the gold, they had the silver, and the promised land was theirs. God had the promised land for them. And man, if they would have believed when they left Egypt, they could have walked right into the promised land. Now, they had Joshua and Caleb that said, we can take it, and they are the ones that led them into the promised land um, eventually, and they did take that land, and it was theirs. So I think it's important to prepare mentally for the transference of wealth. I don't think that um, if you haven't prepared and you're not a place that God can use as a vessel, it's going to be really hard on you. Money cannot be your God. God has to 100% sit on the throne. And so a prayer of ours has definitely been, put us through the refiner's fire. You know, whatever is not um, pleasurable to you, whatever is not something that's good in our life, God, we trust you. We want you to get rid of that. We want to be vessels that the money can flow through. We don't want it to be like a river that's been dammed up. We wanted to have our hands open that when the money comes in, it can be used to further the kingdom. And, and that's what God is looking for in this earth. He is looking for righteous people that he can use to get this money into their hands for the development of the seven uh, mountains of influence. That is so important, but it does take money. You can't go to Walmart and just give them a hug. You know, they expect money when you go in there. And so having that money to do great things with is really important. And I think it does come to mentally prepare for that, spending time with God, finding out areas in your life um, that could be a problem, you know, and then getting rid of that and being ready when the time comes to be able to handle that transference of wealth. Um, another thing is, you know, I said earlier that this is the best time to be alive, that there is going to be a billion soul harvest, that signs, wonders, and miracles are going to follow what God is doing. We're going to see things here on the earth that have never been seen before. You know, when Jesus left, he said, you're going to do things that I did and greater things. And I talked about that last week. We're going to see miracles that we could have never dreamt of seeing. It's going to be happening on this earth while we are alive. And so it's preparing for that, it's being excited, but it's also understanding that right now that we are at war, that this is a spiritual war that we are in currently. So what do we do? What does that look like as believers? What are we um, supposed to do in the battle, in the fight? Well, uh, I don't know, it was probably a couple of months ago, I was laying in bed and I was tired and I didn't want to get up. And I heard God say, get up soldier, I need you to fight. Your soldiers don't sleep in. I need you to get up and I need you to start declaring and praying and believing and partnering with me. And so that's what our job is right now. It is it is praying and reminding God of His promises. It's really being careful of the things that we're watching on a daily basis. You know, being aware. How did that affect my soul? How did that affect me? You know, and then releasing things that are not ours to carry and carrying the things that are ours, you know, to carry. That's really important to understand that as well. And then declaring. Well, since we're talking about money tonight, I want to do some declarations with you about money. So we're going to actually... Actually, pull out my declaration book from Patricia King and it's Decrees for Your Financial Breakthrough. So, we're going to go to that. And what I have done this week, my amazing daughter in love, Michaela, recommended that we put those up there so that while I'm doing the declarations, you all can do it with me. So, we're going to actually say these together. And if you want to get this book, we'll put it in um, the notes below so you can see this book um, and you can go purchase this as well. So, here's the first one. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Number one, Jesus Christ alone is the God of my financial breakthrough. Number two, Jesus Christ has secured a perpetual, unfailing victory for me in all that pertains to my life, finances, and possessions. No weapon formed against me my finances or my possessions will prosper. I am blessed coming in and blessed going out. Blessings are attracted to me due to the eternal, unbreakable covenant that I have with Christ in God. Blessings come up on me and they overtake me. Isn't that exciting? All of my debt is paid in full in Jesus' name. As you're saying these things, imagine that happening. Imagine this mountain in front of you of your financial obligations just melting away. Imagine God throwing that into the sea. And then again it's very important when that does happen that you are establishing habits so that you don't get in debt again. That's something that we are really working on. We want to be financially savvy. We want to be people that can be trusted with finances. And so as you are speaking these things, as you're declaring these things, also prepare your heart. Do the things, study, do whatever it takes to get financially savvy so that when that money comes in, you know how to be uh, to use it and be a good steward. Number 8 I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the God of my breakthrough. Number nine, I acknowledge that my prosperity is God's will. I acknowledge that God's word is powerful and it's true. I acknowledge that my faith is my currency. I acknowledge that God is worthy of the first and the best. I acknowledge that I will only harvest if I sow. It's just like a farmer. If you don't put any wheat in the ground, you're never going to get a harvest. You have to be able to plant in order to sow. I mean, it, it, you have to be in order to plant in order to harvest. You have to, in order to sow, in order to reap. You know, those are all of principles that God has put into, into play. And I acknowledge that everything I need will be added to me as I seek first the kingdom of God and Christ's righteousness. Amen. Amen. So those are declarations. You can find this book. It's by Patricia King, and it is um, Decrees for Your Financial Breakthrough. All right. So now what do we do? Well, again, doing those declarations regularly is important. Reminding God, you know, what he has said and holding on to his promises, partnering with him, partnering with what you do want, not what you don't want really focusing on that is very important. And then I recommend getting a shofar. These are so powerful. Again, they were used at Jubilee. Uh, They were used at at Passover. Uh, And they're also used in the start of a battle. And again, I believe we're at battle. And what I do is when I pray in the morning, when I worship in the morning, when I do my declarations, at the end, I blow my shofar. So Here's my shofar. And if you are new to this and you haven't blown one before, you're going to pierce your lips. I put it on the side because it actually blows a little easier that way. And then I say, go host, make toast. (laughs) So it is so much fun. Um, I just bless you all. I bless you with hope I bless you to be a warrior, to be courageous. I bless you to get in the fight. And I bless you to to really, truly believe that you are significant. You are here for a reason. God did not make a mistake. You are here for a reason, and you're very important. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back here next Monday at 7 Central. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Wyden. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.